Good morning, afternoon, or evening, LA Rams fans, wherever you may be. This is your Inside the House LA Rams podcast, where we share insight, opinions, and news about your beloved Rams with a sprinkling of other items of interest on the SoCal sports scene. We thank you for giving us a listen. Welcome Ram fans, this is episode 3, March 1st, 2021, and good news, this episode is all Rams, no other SoCal sports news to share this week. In fact, we'll be talking about one thing and one thing only today, it's all about the Rams offensive line. We'll start with a history lesson on the evolution of the Rams front five during the McVeigh years, and then we'll take a look and see how things might be shaping up for the 2021 season. We'll follow that up with a look at draft prospects the Rams might be targeting, much like we did last week with the wide receivers. And finally, we'll get into some free agents that the Rams might have on their radar. I wanted to start with a history lesson on the Rams' front five on offense because it's helpful in understanding what Snead and McVeigh might be thinking moving forward. It's also helpful when we start seeing these mock drafts showing the Rams drafting offensive line early and often. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. In fact, this may be the one year they take an offensive lineman early. But seeing how they've developed draft picks and replaced guards and centers especially over the last few seasons is really helpful. So let's go back to 2017, McVeigh's first year, and see what he inherited. They did not draft any offensive linemen that year. They did not draft any offensive linemen that year. That was the year they brought in John Sullivan as a free agent at center and Andrew Whitworth as a left tackle. Returning was Saffold, Roger Saffold, the second-round draft pick from 2010, and Jamon Brown, as well as Rob Havenstein, the right tackle they drafted out of Wisconsin in 2015. So in summary, they had their draft picks, Saffold, Brown, and Havenstein, and the two free agents, Whitworth and Sullivan. That line was pretty good. No real weaknesses except, you know, Jamon Brown. I, I don't think he was, he was probably in a, a below average right guard. The following year, everybody returned and Jamon Brown ended up getting suspended and missed the first two games of the year. They had claimed Austin Blythe on waivers and plugged him in in Brown's place. And Blythe never And Blythe never gave that job back. 2018, by the way, was the year they drafted Joseph Noteboom in the third round out of TCU and Brian Allen, the center, in the fourth round out of Michigan State. Both of them basically redshirted the season. Now, this is a Super Bowl season. So once again, the Rams had those five guys up front the entire season. If you're looking for a data point that tells you consistency on the offensive line and having five guys playing as a unit for an entire season is going to 
give you great results on offense, the 2018 Los Angeles Rams are a great example. I don't, I wouldn't say they had any superstars on that offensive line. Whitworth is an, an elite player. Heymanstein's good. Southold, I've always loved him. Solid run blocker. Sullivan's good. And Blythe was still proving himself, but he played admirably. As a unit, they were very, very good. Now, 2019 rolls around. The Rams draft Bobby Evans in the third round out of Oklahoma and David Edwards in the fifth round out of Wisconsin. Both of these players, uh, I see them as swing players, tackle or guard. Edwards probably better as a guard. Evans probably better as a tackle. And just like Noteboom and Allen the year before, the intent was clearly to redshirt them for a year, develop them as replacement players uh, for follow- the following years. And 2019 was an, perhaps a second data point that consistency is important. But for the wrong reasons, things started to fall apart. First, uh, the two new starters, Noteboom and Allen, suffered season-ending injuries. So your new left guard and your new center, second-year players both, are suddenly gone for the year. So the Rams are forced to move David Edwards into that left guard spot. They quickly trade it for Austin Corbett, who they moved to right guard and moved Austin Blythe to center. Bobby Evans also played a little bit when Havenstein went down briefly. So musical chairs along the offensive line with the core of the unit for most of the year being Andrew Whitworth, first-year player David Edwards, Austin Blythe, second-year player Austin Corbett, and Rob Havenstein. The unit was very poorly rated. Three of the five players were actually the same. But as I expressed, there's a little bit of musical chairs going on, and the results were one of the worst in the league following a season where they had been one of the top units in the league. So again, just shows you how important consistency is. So along comes 2020, and once again, the Rams draft an offensive lineman, this time only one, Tremaine Ankrum, a swing guard center, seventh round out of Clemson. Clearly the intent with him is to redshirt him, bring him along, see if he's a true NFL prospect. The rest of the offensive line, the rest of the offensive line was what we saw at the end of 2019. Whitworth, Edwards, Blythe, Corbett, and Havenstein. And again, continuity and health of the unit as a whole, we saw good results. Probably not as good as we saw in 2018. I think losing Roger Saffold hurt us, has hurt us in the long term. But overall, this unit played very well. No real weak links. Uh, Edwards was a surprise. He was graded out very well by Pro Football Focus several times, as was Blythe and Corbett. Havenstein stayed healthy, had a bounce-back year, and played very well for the most part. That leads us to 2021. What will the Rams do to fill that hole at center? What will the Rams do to address an opening at left tackle in the near future? Are Tremaine Ankrum, Bobby Evans, and Brian Allen answers? Will the Rams pick up free agents? Will the Rams target offensive linemen early in the draft? Hopefully this little history lesson will help us answer those questions. What will Snead and McVay do? And that's what we will address next. 
Now that we have that history lesson out of the way, let's look at the Rams' current roster with respect to the offensive line. If the season were to start today, Andrew Whitworth would be returning at left tackle. David Edwards seemed implanted at left guard at this point. Center is the question mark. Right guard is Austin Corbett, and the right tackle is Rob Havenstein. So the obvious question is who plays center? I see three possible solutions. Now we're discounting all free agency possibilities and draft selections at this point. If the season were to start today with no additional roster changes, what would the Rams do? And it's interesting to note the Rams have a new offensive line coach, which adds another wrinkle to it. But let's just do our best guesses at this. One solution would be to move Austin Corbett to center. He obviously has a skill set to do it and move someone into the right guard position. Now, the issue I have with that is Corbett has been playing that guard spot for two years now and playing it well. Moving him to center, are you actually weakening two positions? Is he a downgrade from what they had there last year with Austin Blythe and Now you're moving someone in to fill his spot at right guard from one of the other guys on the roster. So I'm not a big fan of that. If you leave Corbett where you are, you can basically count on having four returners from last season. And I like that. So what's the other solutions? Uh, Well, we have Brian Allen and Tremaine Ankrum on the roster. In my opinion, either one of them are potential solutions at center. Now, Allen, we saw, it's been a while since we've seen him, and what we saw, we may not have liked a whole lot, but he's had some time to hone his skills, get some good coaching. Maybe he's ready for it now. The big unknown is Tremaine Ankrum, and as most NFL teams tend to do, the Rams have not let on how they feel about Ankrum. We have no way of knowing if he's really in their plans or not. What great fortune would that be? If Tremaine Ankrum could step in that and solidify that center spot. He's a late draft pick, but many offensive linemen are. You bring Tremaine Ankrum in, drop him into that center spot. Wow, that would be just a big, big deal for the Rams solving their offensive line problems. That would allow them, that would give them flexibility in the draft. A lot more flexibility, maybe to go after a tackle as Andrew Whitworth's replacement or maybe draft uh, a high-grade guard, run him the red shirt route like they have in the past with their other offensive linemen. Whether it's a tackle or a guard, you could draft uh, a second or third or fourth round guy and develop him for a year and leave that offensive line intact with the one addition of Tremaine Ankrum. Those are the solutions I see right now. Now, can Bobby Evans step in and play at some point? There's been some talk of Rob Havenstein being cut. I'd be really surprised if that happened. I saw that rumor spinning on Twitter. Take it for what it's worth. But again, we don't really know how the Rams feel about Bobby Evans stepping in at that right tackle. He looked pretty good when I saw him. He stepped in for Havenstein a couple games. He, you remember that game against the Bears? He uh, held off Khalil Mack pretty well. So there's some hope there. And, and then there's Joseph Noteboom. Now, he's not going to be able to play center, 
Could you move Nopum in to the right guard spot and slide Corbett over to center? The reason I am not a fan of moving Nopum to guard, I think he's of great value to have him wait in on the wings to pick up the slack at left or right tackle if someone gets hurt. It's just a a sure way to move forward, knowing that if someone does go down, you're not going to have to play musical chairs. If someone, if one of the tackles goes down, no boom slides in, or possibly Evans. You have. So there's a lot of unknowns, but uh, I, I think you've probably figured out what my preference is to leave Corbett at right guard and fill in that center position. Now, this discussion was assuming no free agency pickups and no draft pick ready to move into that center spot. But if the Rams don't think Tremaine, Ankrum, or Brian Allen is the answer, we'll probably see them select a center in the draft at some point. And the one good thing about center, they usually slide a little bit. You can find great value in the third, fourth, or fifth round. Next, We will look at free agents the Rams might be interested in along the offensive line. And then we'll look at NFL prospects, primarily at the center and guard position, but also tackle, that the Rams might have on their radar as well. Let's talk a little bit about free agents, potential free agents along the offensive line for the Rams. At this point, I have heard no rumors regarding that. I've heard a little bit about wide receivers that might be interested in coming to the Rams or that the Rams might be interested in. But when it comes to the offensive line, pretty much crickets at this point, and that has a lot to do with the salary cap situation and it being a little bit early for free agent movement, obviously. I would like to take a moment to talk about a couple guys the Rams might have their eyes on. For this segment, I'm going to rely on some input from Alexis Manzanares of the Draft Network. Two players were called out. One a center, Joe Looney of Dallas. He's 30 years old, out of Wake Forest. He's played for the 49ers, Titans, and for the last five years, the Dallas Cowboys. The last year with the Cowboys was a a one-year deal signed before the 2020 season. He grades out pretty well. He'd be an experienced guy. They could settle in there at center. Makes a lot of sense if he's at the right price. Another guy, and we may be dreaming on this one, is... This is not from the Draft Network, by the way. This This is one guy that obviously a lot of teams are going to be looking at. It's Nick Martin of the Texans the highest-rated free agent center, who was released recently in a salary cap move. He's only 28 years old. He made $11 million last year, so the Rams probably would have to make some other moves to make room for him, and they'd have to prioritize that center position and Nick Martin for this to happen. One interesting thing about Martin is he's is he is out of Notre Dame, as was John Sullivan, the guy that uh, the Rams signed back in 2017 to solidify the offensive line. 
Another guy that kind of caught my eye on the free agent list is David Andrews of New England, a guy that comes from a winning culture. He's 28 years old. Wouldn't be overly expensive. He's solid but not great. But again, he comes from that winning culture in New England, and hard to say no to that. When it comes to guards, again, I'm going to go to uh, Manzanares' input on this from the Draft Network, a player that they called out was John Miller of Carolina. Miller joined Carolina last year, free agent deal, started out playing very well by all reports, but slowly regressed. Many penalties, give up some sacks, and they apparently are not going to re-sign him. He is a proven player, had a bad year, and he might come at a good price. So if the Rams are looking to spend money elsewhere and bring in an experienced, talented guy that they can train up for that center position and solidify their line, Miller might be the guy. Next, a quick look at offensive linemen in the draft. Let's wrap this week up with a look at offensive line prospects in the NFL draft. For the sake of brevity, I'm not going to spend any time on the guys that the Rams really don't have a realistic shot at. Guys like Penny Sewell out of Oregon, Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, who, by the way, is going to be a longtime great center in the NFL. Alija Vera Tucker. Guys like this, we're going to just move on by them and Let's take a look at the guys the Rams might have a shot at, and I want to first talk about a few that are highly rated, possibly available to the Rams, but guys I'm not really necessarily that thrilled with. One of the guys in that group is Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. Probably not going to be there, but if he is, or if the Rams are tempted to move up and grab him in the middle of the second round if he's still there, I don't think he's a good fit, and I'm also worried about his long list of injuries. He's basically had an injury a year while at Alabama. He can play virtually anywhere across the offensive line, so I love his versatility, but he's not an ideal zone-blocking guy. So between the injuries and the scheme fit that's not there, I would pass on him. Another guy is Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. you got to love the fact that he's played in that high-powered offense, centering the middle of that line there. Very possible he's there for the Rams in that with that second-round pick. Extremely experienced, extremely intelligent, but he's played in a power-centric offense, and he's great in the phone booth, very strong at the point of attack, but he's not, not necessarily athletic, doesn't have those traits that would allow him to thrive in a zone-blocking scheme like the Rams run. The Ohio State Senator Josh Myers, very similar concerns. Lack of athleticism, ideal in a power scheme. He's he's going to be a center for an NFL team somewhere very soon, but I don't think the Rams are the best fit for him. 
Trey Smith out of Tennessee, he's had some recent medical reports that would have me concerned, especially with a second-round pick, even third-round pick. I'd probably pass another guy that's not a great scheme fit for the Rams. Uh, Chad Reuter of NFL.com has Aaron Banks of Notre Dame mocked to the Rams, but I don't think Chad took into consideration the fact that he is not a great fit, and for that high of a pick, most of the reports indicate he's kind of got a low ceiling. He's going to be a decent guard or center, but he's just a guy that's got a low ceiling, and I'd rather spend a third or fourth round pick on a center and and get much better value. Let's talk about the guys I do like. One that comes to mind is Drake Jackson, the Kentucky center. Played in the Tufts SEC, anchored that line there in Kentucky for four years. So he has seen a lot of great defensive linemen staring at him across the line of scrimmage. He's well-rounded. He fits the Rams' scheme very well. If he's there in the fourth or fifth round, He'd be a great pickup. Everyone's all spun up about Quinn Meneers uh, out of Wisconsin Whitewater, and for good reason. The Rams love players that show up at the Senior Bowl, and Quinn did exactly that. He also has some pretty interesting YouTube videos showing his uh, creative workout routines up there in the woods in Canada. I like him, too. He's a guy that can come in and play center, maybe not day one. He did play at a Division three school, so there is a little bit of concern there. But I think Ram fans would be elated to have him on the roster, even if it's using that second-round pick. If there's one player I really love across uh, offensive line, it's Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State. Now, he's a guard, and he may not last until the third round uh, though I have seen him mocked there. He's a guy that will start day one if the Rams draft him. No red shirting for this guy. But if the Rams were to draft him, that would be an indication of what their plans are moving forward. That would have to mean Corbett moving to center. If moving Corbett to center is what it takes to get Wyatt Davis playing playing that guard spot for you for the next five years, I'll take it. This guy's a stud. He fits the scheme. Day one starter with potential Pro Bowl in his future. Two Stanford guys to keep an eye on. And the reason I say Stanford is because the Rams' new offensive line coach, Kevin Carberry, was the offensive line coach at Stanford. Walker Little, the tackle. Walker Little, the tackle. He suffered a knee injury in 2019 and then opted out of 2020, so we haven't seen him in a while. But he's a top five tackle, and he could be a guy the Rams could target for the eventual for eventually replacing Andrew Whitworth. Another guy is Drew Dahlman, the center from Stanford, a zone blocking guy, perfect fit for the Rams. He would be great value in one of the later rounds. Now, what we have to wonder is is that familiarity that Carberry has with them is that a blessing or a curse for these guys? Well, we will find out soon enough. So, what do I think they're going to do? I think they're going to try to get Quinn in the second round. If not, they'll pick a center later. I think they're going to draft a center somewhere in this draft. And if not, a very good guard. 
and they're not looking to redshirt someone like they have in years past. I've always been one of the naysayers in recent years. Everybody mocking offensive linemen to the draft made no sense to me. They have been drafting guys and redshirting them and bringing them along. And now they, over the last couple of years, they've had a fairly deep offensive line. However, this is one year. It's a year of transition and a year where they have to be good up front with Stafford coming on board. They have to be good. And that's why I think they are going to spend at least one pick early on a center or a guard. One last thing to cover today, coming up in a second, our sports pet peeve of the week. Okay, to wrap things up this week, it's time for our sports pet peeve of the week. I don't think I'm going to get much pushback from Ram fans or your typical NFL fan on this one, but there's a rule that really sticks in my craw. A running back or a wide receiver lunges for the end zone for a touchdown, loses control of the ball outside of the end zone, the ball rolls into the end zone and out of bounds or out the back of the end zone. What's the rule? Common sense would say the fumbling team gets the ball back, but no. What happens is the defensive team gets a touchback and has possession of the ball at their own 20-yard line. Rich McKay of the NFL has said, we don't want to change this rule. It very rarely happens, but it happened this year in the playoffs. Rashad Higgins of the Cleveland Browns fumbled the ball through the end zone against Kansas City. Kansas City took over and maintained a 16-3 lead. When this happens, as rarely as it does, it tends to be a pretty important play. Ram fans will remember, I believe it was 2017 at the Coliseum, Todd Gurley lunging for the end zone, Earl Thomas of the Seahawks taps the ball away right before he crosses the the end line. Ball goes out of bounds. Seattle takes over at the 20-yard line. It is a very painful play for the offense, and it certainly doesn't seem like a fair result, as Cleveland found out in the playoffs this year. It's a stupid rule, and they need to change it. That's going to do it for this week. We'll see you in about seven days, and everybody have fun and stay safe.